extremely emaciated models. Put a stop to this. Let me play my part. Check to hate. Like, is that real? Did that happen? Like, the structure of your brain actually changes. And do you still feel that every day? And then it got time for guitars. Eating disorder, like, I didn't want to die. Tendencies. But I didn't want to live. Yeah. Girl. You gotta go in the hospital. You feel powerless because the body has a fear reaction. The opportunity to empower. No one can take away my power. I won't take myself out. Artists that are true like that, those are the ones that tend to like create change. fashion industry, do you feel like they're getting any better at not um, really pushing the extreme underweight people on stage and putting them in the spotlight? Because that is a huge danger. Um, I think so. So uh, I think it was about 10, 13 years ago, um, France was called out for using uh, like extremely emaciated models, like size zero and under. They There's had, an under? Double zero. They don't just call it negative one? Ha, huh, no. Um, and the thing is, you gotta remember, and as, as someone who's a body positive designer, you can't always uh, jump on someone for being skinny because sometimes they just are naturally very small. Yeah. And I have a lot of models where I've seen them eat and they don't you know, excuse themselves to go whatever. You know, a, a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're eating. That means they're going to excuse themselves to binge. And it's like, uh. well, no, they're probably just very active or naturally thin. And a lot of them, you know, a lot of the very thin ones are young. You know, they haven't hit third puberty yet. So... Um, but yeah, France was like, we got to put a stop to this. And so th they made this rule that you have to, or you can't hire these like very thin, or just, you know, promote this kind of um, eating disorder body. Yeah. And it's been kind of uphill from there. And one of the things that's really helped is these, I mean, essentially internet brands, these, these internet startups that are like, we are sick of not seeing this. You know, we have this... Um, kind of uptick in activewear brands that are for all sizes. Cause they're like, hey, just cause someone is plus size doesn't mean they're not working out. You know, you, you have a, a girl who's a size 26 who's at the gym and people are making fun of her because she's big and at the gym. Well, she's working out. Why are you upset with her? Why, why can't she have workout clothes that fit her? Mm -hmm. So even in this last year, I've seen a huge uptick in, um, in workout clothes for plus size women. And it's awesome, but it's something that we're not seeing in stores. And, uh, because the stores are not jumping on this, this body positive bandwagon, they're closing. Really? So tons of, oh my gosh. Um, Abercrombie, yeah, Abercrombie is closing. Uh, Victoria's Secret is closing a buttload of stores. Um, who else? There's something like 118 retailers that are either going out of business altogether mm -hmm. or closing like half their stores. And it's because they're not changing and growing. They're not realizing that there are people who are like, you know what? 
I'm moderately active. I eat enough food to live and I'm still, you know, size 12, 14, which is the average size for an American woman. And uh, I guess uh, that just means I'm going to close because I'm unwilling to move. I'm unwilling to change. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I went to um, H&M yesterday and I tried to find something that fit me. Like I've gained 30 pounds in the last year and a half because I'm on antidepressants. Like I'm trying to get my mental health together mm -hmm. and it's affecting my physical health. And I just want clothes that fit me. I don't want to be punished because I'm trying to fix my brain. And I found three dresses that I liked so much. And there were like, mm, probably five inches of hanger. And I'm just going through them. And it's six, 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 four, four, six, two, 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 Jeez. 12. And it ends at 12. And I'm like, hey, so does this come in 1416? And they're like, it did, but it sold out. And I was like, so there it is. And the twos are still on the rack. Yep. And they claim, you know, out in daylight, oh, well, that stuff will never move. Mm -hmm. Like you said about workout clothes. Well, those people don't work out. There's no workout clothes for fat people because blah, blah, blah. It's yep. like, all right, well, if they're selling out. Or even know. when I went to the counter, I found one dress that fit me. Yeah. And they're like, did you find everything? And I was like, I just wish there were more sizes. And her answer was, there are online. And that's always the response from brick and mortar shops is, we have different sizes above 10 or 12, and 10 and 12 aren't even plus size. 14 isn't even plus size. But you have to wait, like you have to get them online because mm -hmm. they don't carry them in store, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So it's, it's, and because they have, I guess, only these smaller sizes in store, that is an incentive for younger women to adhere to that. Oh. Like, I want to be smaller. I mm -hmm. want to be smaller because small is the idea. It's a message. Yeah, and that's problematic. Absolutely. Like, when I make clothes and they go down the runway, I try really hard to have a larger size range. I don't usually go smaller than a size 4. Um, and even my size 4 models, like, I don't pick them because they're rail thin. I pick them because I like their face. I'm just like, you look friendly. Yeah. You look approachable. Like most of my um, industry standard models look like the, you know, a, a nice person that you would want to be friends with. And that makes the clothing accessible. Mm. And then I go up to about a size 16, 18. And, you know, my most recent show, my third model down the runway was a plus size girl. And I heard behind me, oh my God, I love Samantha Ray because she puts down very, you know, yeah. all sizes of models. And the audience lost their minds. They're just like, yeah. Really? And it's because every girl that walked down the runway looked confident. Yeah. They felt sexy. And, you know, my finale model is um, in the Navy. She's got two babies under 18 months old. And she rocked the runway in a sheer dress, stretch marks and all. And she said, I've never felt so sexy in my life. Really? Yep. And that's what I want my clients to feel. Yeah. Is that they're enough. What did that feel like to you, to see your work having that effect on people? I've told that story a million times. <laughs> I, it makes me happy, and it, it makes me feel like I'm doing what I was destined to do. Like, did you ever read Hunger Games? No. So, um, the movies are fine, but the books are really good. And her 
uh, the main character has a stylist from the Capitol, and the Capitol is very bread and circuses. It's very, if we have stuff, it makes us feel good. They're very um, docile because they have everything. They have money and clothes and fashion is whatever. And her stylist is, he's a revolutionary. And he's like, how can I help tear down this messed up society and build people up with fashion, which is what I have to offer. And that's what I want to be. What I have to offer seems frivolous because it's, you know, to quote the super terrible Karl Lagerfeld, it's just dresses. But it's not just dresses. That's what he said? Yeah. He's like, it's not so serious. It's just dresses. But it's not just dresses. I feel like the right clothing to help someone feel empowered, that's armor and it can help change a life. You know, I've, I've had people cry because they didn't realize that they were enough. Mm-hmm. And my clothes are not to make someone feel beautiful. It's to help them realize they're enough. Like, oh my gosh, I never knew I had the ability to feel this way about myself. That's fascinating because I think a lot of people associate the fashion industry, to which I'm completely oblivious, um, <laughs> with the opposite of that. Yeah, and I, I feel like a lot of the newer designers are, are that are that way, where they're like, I, I want to make someone you know, feel beautiful. I want to make them feel good and confident and whatever and let them know that their body is okay. There's nothing wrong with their body. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of my clients come to me specifically because they know that that's what I have to offer. Um, I just had a, a client come in Saturday. Um, I'm making her wedding dress. And she's probably like 4'10". She's just little. She's really tiny. And she's got about my measurements. So like she's just curvy and cute. Nothing fits her. Mm -hmm. And she wants to have something custom made. And she's like, I saw you on the show. And I know you know how to fit a body. Mm -hmm. And it was really flattering to have somebody come all the way from Chicago to get a wedding dress in Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. And like I made the pattern on her and she's just like, yeah, it's perfect. And I was like, well, I, this is what I get to do every day and right. I love it. It makes me feel so good. That's awesome. Yeah. So from the show, mm. we need a few stories. Okay. <laughs> You're going to give me the dirt. Uh, no, just tell. So <laughs> you, get a, you get an email, you get a, a letter by pigeon carrier. What, how, how do you find out that your life is changing and has it changed? Um, so, yeah, it's different. Like, you know, people are like, oh, is your life just like better? Is it crazy? And I'm because like, being on Project yeah, Runway. Just yeah, to back it up. Uh, it's it's different. I'm I'm getting a different client base. Really? Yeah, it's really cool. Like before it was just, you know, the alternative fashion crowd where they're like, oh yeah, you know, she's a goth designer, she's a Lolita, she's this, she's that, whatever. It's a little bit scratching. Sorry, here we go. Uh, You know, she she makes the weird stuff, but they (laughs) saw me on the show uh, helping my castmate who had never dressed plus size people just, you know, be really open and like help him so he he could succeed and he ended up in the top three and I didn't. Um, ah. But like people liked seeing that I want to help. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would rather help and give my knowledge so everyone is doing right than just like get everything myself. And I, I honestly, I, I feel like part of why I was cut was I was just 
too much of a Pollyanna. <laughs> what is that? I'm just, I was girl next door. I was just the nice girl, oh. you know. But I think, I mean, I hear those things are more staged than people claim. Like, Kel was on The Voice, not singing, but she pushed faders. Oh, okay. She ran sound for it when it came to Minneapolis, and she was like, dude, Honestly, the shows are just so written. Ours wasn't. It, it wasn't? It, no, no. Like, they just really, cameras in our face all the time, and we just existed in life. They didn't say, was, go have a conflict with that person. No. Uh-uh. 100% no. Like That's they cool. They really, honestly, I went into it thinking it was going to be that way. It mm-hmm. wasn't. Wow. No. No, it was... It was weirdly the opposite of what people think it is. And so the editing is what makes people... And interesting... Was it a fair edit? I was edited very well. And the only thing they did was cut my swears. And like, I swear all the time. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, because I'm the Pollyanna. It doesn't play to my character to swear. I mean, they they let one swear slip in and it was my last episode. And I was like, okay, okay. And when I got cut, um, am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Fuck, yeah. Okay, sweet. I always... (laughs) Apple Podcast, explicit. (laughs) Check. No, when I got cut, Ayana was like, who's going to say goddammit every morning now? And I was like... You, baby, you can say it. Oh, God, that's too funny. <laughs> but, you know, I I know that I'm, like, sweet and, like, mm, everything's fine. Yay, I'm the fucking sunshine person. Uh, but <laughs> I swear so much, and people don't expect it. Yeah. You know, they see me, they'll on um, like, doing interviews on TV or in podcasts or whatever, and they're just like, you're so sweet. I had no idea you swore so much. And I was like, fuck yeah, I swear. Well, yeah, that's All why you're time. sweet, because you let it out. <laughs> It's good if for you, you. If you held that in. No, that's bile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, I, like, I, <laughs> I look at other seasons and I'm just like, oh, my God, they must have put these people together because they're all terrible. Not, you know, talent-wise, but just, oh, my God, you people. And my season, we were all just so sweet. Like, yeah. you know, there are a couple of, I'm not going to talk about them, but, um, <laughs> Most of us were just so sweet. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't cutthroat. No. And we all became friends, which is not normal, I guess. Usually they, yeah, get, no. they get clicky where it's like two, three people. And yeah, there were clicks. Like my roommates and I, we really liked each other. And Botany was our like unofficial fifth roommate. And like a handful of boys were clicky. Another handful of boys was clicky. Um, Margarita and Michael were clicky. But we all genuinely liked being around each other. And so it was really nice. And, you know, we still talk to each other. So, like, if I'm in a city, I'm going to hang out with all of them. If, you know, so-and-so's in the city, they're going to hang out with each other. And it's just, it's always so sweet when you see on their social media, like, I was, you know, XYZ and I saw Kenya and we did this. And I'm just like, I wish I was there. And they're like, me too, let's do whatever. And I'm just like, I miss you guys, you're my baby. Get the music behind the mission. Hate Becoming by Kelly Nicole on iTunes and Spotify. If you guys haven't checked out the merch table, join the movement. Buy the album. Get your Kelly Nicole band merch and donate what you can at kellynicolefoundation.org. Hey, Jesus Christ!